Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the ENS Football Podcast. It's episode thirty-five. I'm here with Tim Spears. We've got we've got one more coming, Tim. Apparently on the way. Yeah, bit of bit of an unconventional format to this week's podcast. It's been a bit difficult. We've been we've been in and around today at the office, but we haven't been together at the same time. So we've got Joe Massey coming in for the last twenty minutes of the podcast, do a little bit of a, a Warsaw segment, and also to oppose Mr. Spears in a quiz. Um, Tim, looking to redeem yourself after last week? Cue an awful lot of people now skipping to the last 20 minutes of the podcast <laughs> to listen to, to Man of the People, Joseph Massey. <laughs> Joseph Massey. But in between now and then, we're going to have about 20, 25 minutes. Wolverhampton oh, Wanderers Bounce, bounce, bounce. Um, so yeah, five in a row, going for six. The streak has gone. And I'm not talking about my Grand National winners. I thought you were talking about somewhere else. You streak, uh, streak across the office. Oh dear. But um, yeah, disappointing really. I was full of, you know, it was a beautiful day. I wanted going to Bristol, oh. driving in. Everyone was in the, you know, coming out of the pubs. I had a nice beer in the hand. I got excited until I was like a mile and a half away from the stadium. And it said 45 minutes to go. Oh. Slightly perturbed. Oh. Might have sent you a couple of text messages. I uh, I didn't think you were going to make kickoff. Well... I made a mistake. I made a mistake where I made a wrong turning because unfortunately we didn't have car parking, um, which you found out next to the ground. So you had to find other accommodation. And a, an industrial estate for seven quid. Seven pounds. So the seven pounds I thought Mrs. Spears had parked in was the wrong, was well, I guessed wrong. And it basically took me an extra 25 minutes in and around the ground. So from getting into Bristol, it was an hour and 10 minutes to actually get up to the Second tier, I think it was, at the press stand at Bristol. It was a weird, a weird little layout. Well, a great layout because it's new new um, press facilities. We're in a new stand at Bristol. Mm-hmm. Don't know if uh, you, people perhaps won't be able to see from, um, well, of course they wouldn't from the camera because the camera's in that stand. But it looks great. Massive new two-tier stand. Probably the best media facilities in the division, I'd say. The way it's all set up looks fantastic. Um, but yeah, we, we were on the top tier of the main stand, but there was no, no fans up there. No no fans up there, and, and everyone was nice and relaxed. It was a beautiful day, and, and Spears, Spears turns around and sees me huffing and puffing, um, very slightly so, perturbed. So, so that's not what I normally want to see when I turn around. <laughs> no, it's not great, is it? <laughs> slightly perturbed, do a quick Facebook Live, sit down, and the first words out of my mouth are, I hope these go down. I hope these go down. <laughs> Which the two people behind me, I think were Bristol City commentators, just looked at me in just disdain. What, the, the old guards? Uh, yeah, the old man <laughs> river guards. And uh, yeah, so, and and we basically played like relegation candidates on the day. It was pretty poor. We? You mean Middlesbrough? We as in, well, I, we're, we're down now, so at least we, I'm, 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 I'm going on the... Is that it? Have you resigned yourself to... Uh, to can't score goals in the Premier League. It's, it's all over for, for my borough, unfortunately. Um, best Fifth best defensive record in the country. Really? And yeah, yeah. Um, that was even after we lost to Hull 4-2. Um, 0-0 against Burnley, 0-0 against Swansea. Sorry, you can't score goals. You're not going to make the Premier League. Very disappointing, damp squib. But let's move on to Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not delighted Middlesbrough coming down. That's a, a, a trekking a, a, a hell. Wolves haven't won there in 66 years. Yeah, we have got a good record against Wolves. And that's what, 20... We're not just talking one or two games here. We're, we're talking, talking Ayrson Park and Shiverside. We're talking 20, 28 games, I think it is, mm-hmm. or something like that. The Wolves haven't won up there. Mm-hmm. Long way to go. Very long we're way. Talk, we're talking... Sunderland? Sunderland. Hull, maybe? Tuesday night hell. Swansea? Oh, dearie me. Talk about local derbies. And then who's coming... Who, oh, well, oh, Bolt. Sheffield United, though. Sheffield United, great. Never been to Bramall Lane. Very as a, decent. As a, as a member of the press. Yeah. That will be good. But Bolton, no mm. Wi-Fi. Oh, no. Bad. Oh, yeah. You had, Wasn't that one of your early, well, early t- games turned as up, Wolves reporter? Turned, turned up at five past three. <laughs> 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 Just traffic all the way there. No Wi-Fi. No, no 4G. Uh, huffing and puffing. <laughs> it was like, who's this guy? <laughs> who's it? Wolves re- reported, does it say, on his little badge. Dearie me. I've got to say, this, this podcast won't be as good as last week's. We, we apologise in advance. I tell you what. I mean... We, we we like we live for the listeners and we live for people and we love massive in but I tell you what, Alan Tommy last week, what a fantastic man. I've got to give him his due. He was fantastic. He was clued up, he was lovely, great personality off you know, off mic, got him on, absolutely love listening to the show. I hope you guys did as well. And that's exactly what we want on this show. This it's for you, it's for the peeps. So, you know, I think more of the same. We want more and more guests to come on who listen to the show on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He what a gentleman. Yeah, what a lovely man. Bought, bought us gifts, gifts from the fatherland, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, very knowledgeable on wolves. Lovely bloke. 
Thought we were nothing. I mean, I think live he was a little bit shocked by us by we, some of us. We have him back, but I'm not sure he'd want to come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Great guy. We, we love that. We love the interaction with the listeners, mm-hmm. especially our foreign contingent, because you know we are massive everywhere. Absolutely. So yeah, keep it coming. We still haven't got the offer of um, of all expenses paid tickets well, see, to, a, to a destination. That's the thing. It's great. Everyone coming here, but mm-hmm. we we want to go to. We want to go to where we're massive in this week. I'll tell you that. Oh, happy days! Well, that's one to that's one to wait on. I can't wait for that. But let's just go a little bit into. We're not going to go delve into too much Bristol City because they were poor on the day and disappointing, especially with that the amount of crowd that that, that Wolves took to you know two thousand plus great crowd. So disappointing for them on a great day. But I'm sure they had a good day regardless of of what the result was. Um, yes, in the many cider houses that Bristol offers. Delicious. Um, not, but that, what, not that we were able to sample. Unfortunately, not. We were to sample some some bang average football. Oh, I love that. Do you know, as a as a fan, what those are the days that you live for, apart from the game. Yeah. A, away day, sunny day, driving hot, into Bristol, hot day. Yeah, it was. T-shirt weather, mm-hmm. football shirts everywhere, mm-hmm. beer gone, a go go. Yeah, junior. <laughs> <laughs> Very good for you. Uh, and uh, cider flowing. It's yeah. a brilliant, great away day. So, Bristol fans are great, though, I'm sure. Um, so, let's concentrate on the positives. I don't want to go negatives because yes. we well, won no, five in a row. It was, ne- it was negative. It was it was the manner of the defeat, yeah. wasn't it? And that's uh, it's as angry as I've seen Lambert and as certainly as critical as he's been. And that's because even in February, when they were losing, it was due to uh, you know bad luck, bad performances. Mm-hmm. They didn't not try yeah. in any of those games, and I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not going to say they didn't try here because you can't. That's the worst thing you could accuse a professional football of. But they weren't at it. They didn't turn up basically, and I think that's why. That's why he was so annoyed. And I went to see him on Monday, Mr. Lambert, for a bit of an inquest. Talked about a variety of things. Really great interview as ever. And he was kind of saying that you know if you want to be Newcastle or Brighton which Wolves do next year mm-hmm. that's Jeff Shee's stated aim he said it on Friday top two you can't not show up for a game and if Brighton or Newcastle lose a game mm. it's not because they don't show up no is it no it's, it's just they play well in the day not because, they co- not because they coast through no. a game like Wolves tried to do on Saturday mm-hmm. so uh, <coughs> th- those are the very high standards that he's going to set for Wolves next season because that's that's what they have to do if they're going to reach top two but I think I think you learned an awful lot about it. I think you learned an awful lot about the players who maybe can't do it for 46 games um, and maybe shouldn't be in his first team next year. I'm, you know, looking at questioning, I guess, the likes, the likes of Lee Evans and Matt Doherty, who I thought had poor games. What's happened to Matt Can, Doherty? I mean, I'm... I mean, you say maybe... Obviously, he had, a, he had a breakthrough campaign last year. I actually thought he started the season relatively well. But he's just fallen off and he's just not the same player. I mean, Lambert's dropped him. He's tried to give him a bit of a dupe. He's come back into the side. But it doesn't really look... I think he's had maybe the odd game decent game when he's come back. But he's the shadow of the play he has been. Yeah, he's lost lost his mojo this year, I've got to say. He's fallen well, well below the standards that he set himself last season when he was deservedly player of the season, even though he'd only played for half of it. So, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a concern. And I think he's probably made Lambert's mind up as to whether he buys a left-back in, in the summer. I think he will do. So... You know, if if you're a professional footballer, you should turn up every week wanting to win a football match, mm-hmm. and you didn't you didn't see that desire from from Wolves. There were five, six, seven players who just didn't show up, and you can't have that. You can't have that. And Lambert won't accept it, and that's why he was so annoyed. The obvious thing that people will look at will will say no Costa plus no Cavalero because no points. I mean, I, well, I know Cavalero came on, but at the same time, is is that a worrying is that a worrying side issue to this game that, that they're two best players and, and all of a sudden they've been well beaten by a side that's, well, that's had I'd, relegation I'd, threats? I put that to Lambert and he countered back and said, well, Barnsley away. Neither of them were at Barnsley and they won 3-1 with one of the best performances of, of the calendar year. Neither of them started at Ipswich as well. They were the better team at Ipswich and should have won mm-hmm. and they got a point. So no, it's no excuse. Of course, losing £20 million of talent is going to mm-hmm. hurt you, but it's no excuse for... For not showing up on the day, but I think Lambert must also take some of the blame because I I wasn't happy with his team selection. I was listening back to last week's podcast, and I made the point that a lot of the players looked tired against Forest. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Lee Evans mm-hmm. here, Marshall as well, mm-hmm. and Vyman. And I wouldn't I said I wouldn't be surprised to see them rested, but but none of them were. Yeah. And Evans in particular is a strange one because Bristol City were always going to come on strong. They're always going to try and win the midfield battle. So you needed someone who's on one hundred percent on top of his game. And Evans hasn't played a huge amount of football recently. He needed a rest. 
but worse, compounded by the fact that you've got Jack Price and Roman Sace on the bench, mm. could easily have slotted in. Fresh, fresh for, and for, ready to go. For and one game. To prove a point, it's for a bit, sure. a bit different with Vyman and Marshall, because yeah. they haven't quite got the options up front. Mm. But with Evans, you've got a ready-made replacement on the bench there. So that was a, that was a mistake by Lambert, definitely. And, and frustrating as well for Bristol City. Obviously, you know, pressure on them big time. Just got beat away at Preston by five. You know, you sense that a, a Wolves early goal and they could have just crumbled. Uh, and actually, to be honest, when they were 3-0 up, and Borvarsson scored, you could see the nerves. And, and, and Wolves, Wolves had a couple of great chances straight after that. Completely different game, really. It's just frustrating that the, the game got away from the in, in the way that it did. Well, we made the point um, <clears throat> in the video after the game that before kick-off, they played a video interview of Lee Johnson at Ashton Gate, and a lot of fans were booing, mm. which just shows you you know, that they a lot of them want him out, and the crowd were ready to turn. Small, and small, small guy he is, by the way. Small man syndrome. Mm -hmm. SMS. <laughs> Text message. <laughs> well, I did. I said I, I wasn't happy with his clobber on the day either. By the way, what he was dressed in. It was a warm day, and he's dressed in this tweed, strange jacket and and kind of like genie suit pants. Oh, it just didn't work. It didn't work for him. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to go, Lee. You've, you've got, got to go. go. You've got to go for fashion sense alone. But well, yeah, he's, he's kicked up a fuss at Molyneux a couple of times the last couple of years. I remember, he, yeah, running onto the pitch mm. for two years in a row. Mm. But somehow he's still got a job. Well, people thought he was a mascot. That's why. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, but you're, you're on four today. Let's work on the positives. Probably because there was not much planning. Probably better to go off, off piste. Um, Morgan Gibbs White obviously came in, made his full debut. How do you think he did? Do you think he could be one who's going to benefit from from now on in in this running? Good. I thought he did okay. I mean, he, it's great little through ball for Dicko in the first ten minutes, mm. and yeah, he, he kind of struggled to impose himself on the game against an experienced team maybe but there were some nice touches in there a, a minute before he got taken off which was quite early 53rd minute uh, he went on this rampaging run from midfield set up that Marshall chance mm. that dropped just wide so yeah he was certainly confident I thought he showed good technique it was a really nice 1-2 with Marshall as well early in the first half so I'd, I'd like to see more of him you know he's, he's not he's not <laughs> he's well short the finished product obviously mm. but you give him an hour here or there you bring him on for half an hour here or there now and you're not you're not seeing the standard of walls drop yeah. a huge amount, which yeah. shows you he's he's fitting in. You know, how and, old is um, he again? He's just turned seventeen. Wow, which is remarkable. that is incredible. I, f I forget how young he is, really. Exactly. So I think he, I think he'll come on a lot next season. I think him and Conor Ronan and mm. going to have a big part to play. They're not going to play regularly, but you, you can quite easily no, put them in that midfield you, mix and, and drop them in. And not worry. You can't at this age, but it's about it's about bringing them in and out and getting the best out of them. Mm -hmm. And um, Lambert's made the point time and again. He's, he wants to show faith in youth mm. he was saying after the game on Saturday how he was given his debut when he was 16 and he's never forgotten it and you know if you're good enough then it doesn't matter how old you are so yeah really promising promising as well for two guys who could be coming back into the fold hopefully sooner rather than later under 23 start last night for Jordan Graham and Mike, Michael Giro or Chiro and um, what's the uh, what's the lowdown on that um, successful uh, yeah, I didn't didn't go couldn't attend the game unfortunately but yeah Graham played the first half and Zyro replaced him for okay. the second and some nice touches by all accounts. Um, obviously, going to look a bit rusty, but it's all about fitness. It's not about how well they play. I had a couple mm. of people asking me, you know, where's the player rating for them? It's not about that at all. No. No. They could get a two out of ten. It really doesn't matter. It's mm -hmm. all about fitness. And, you know, you've got to expect one or two of them will probably have a bit of a setback at some point, like Dicko did, maybe uh, pull, a, pull a muscle or something. That You know, those mm -hmm. kind of things are, are likely to happen. So it's all about treating them with care. Um, getting through the next few months with as few setbacks as possible, I think I think fans should be mindful of that. It's, they're not just going to come straight back into the team. But does Paul Lambert have? Did you think on his schedule he's got one or both of them getting some minutes, first team minutes before now and the end of the season? Uh, yeah, I would say you know a couple of substitute appearances maybe. One one ahead of the other, or they're pretty much both you know at the same the same period now. It's looking like very similar, remarkably right. since they were three months apart that mm -hmm. they they did their injuries, but. Um, Great to see them both back, great <clears> options, <throat> but it's all about next season for them. But yeah, it'd be, be great for them to get on the pitch before the end of the year. Next one, next one through from the youth ranks, Donovan Wilson. Mm. Nine in ten for the 23s yeah. and looking looking pretty tasty. It took me a while to work that out, by the way. Was <laughs> <laughs> the under 23s not, fixtures and results not, not, not as good well, as that's the first the thing. There's, there's a few reports that aren't on there on the Wolves website. It took, <laughs> right. took, took me three goes to get it right. I'm sure you could have tweeted Donovan. He's, he's on Twitter. I'm sure he would have told you exactly to the minute. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nine in ten. Looks, yeah, looks great. Um, he's 20 years old now, so he's mm. not, not as young as the others, but... Um, He's moved ahead of Niall Ennis in the pecking order owed to Ennis's injury. So I would definitely like to see him before the end of the season. Although, ironically, Wolves have got strikers who start scoring goals now. 
Yeah, you've got a thing that um, I mean, we'll talk about this later on that with Bodvarsson. It's probably the, especially with with two in two in three days that he's going to get a start in one of those two games. Bodvarsson. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. Yep. Um, it's all about again. It's all about next season for him. <clears throat> interviewed him a couple of times in the past couple of weeks. What a bloody nice guy. Mm. You want him Who to do well, don't you? Really cares, and he gives he gives everything. And I know that some fans just brush that notion off and say, oh, well, what else does he do, like Dave Edwards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it does mean a lot when, you, when, you, when you're so committed like Bob Varson. It makes a difference and really want to see him do well. I think there's a great player in there somewhere, uh, but he needs a rest. The man is knackered. He is. He's shattered, bless him. He, he, does, he, he, needs, he needs a summer off. And well, he, he hasn't then... stopped since January 2016 mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he moved to Kaiserslautern. Yeah. From I think he was in Norway at the time. Moved to Kaiserslautern. Then went to the Euros with Iceland that summer. Then went, then moved to Wolves a couple of weeks after that. He's barely, he's barely had any holiday. I mean, I know what you're like when you haven't been on holiday for a long time. Oh, anti, antsy, very antsy. <laughs> I'm huffing and puffing is what I'm doing. Um, well, before we go to Massive Vinyl, I just want to maybe just have a couple of minutes because I know you did a... Saw Jeff Shee last week. We didn't really touch on it, but some really interesting things to come out of that meeting. Um, you know, especially to do with our, our departed Walter Zenger and, and maybe him, him, she making and admitting some mistakes in the in the summer. She, she, she loves you. She loves you not. <laughs> You're not coming with your own. She's a star. Oh dear. <laughs> Sit down. Okay, carry on. What? James, You've she's a star, it? and then sit down. No, right. she's not used to like that. No, that, I, that was that was my I, I get it, but I thought we were. Anyway, let's carry on. on. And she loves you. She loves you not. Is from um, Daisy Change. Oh, I was going. I was, petals. Oh, I was going with the Beatles. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Shee, everybody. Okay, so. Jeff Shee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, she, she has not spoken since <clears throat> September, which is before Zenga was sacked. Zenga, Zenga, um, take me to the. Obviously, you know, interviews have been requested of him since then. I'm always asking to speak to the hierarchy whenever they're available, but he hasn't he hasn't wanted to do it. You can understand that. Also, I, I can understand it because he doesn't want to be given a running commentary. You know, owners owners shouldn't be speaking week after week after week no. when things go bad because they don't have to justify everything mm-hmm. they do, do they? So, um, but yeah, good, good. <laughs> He's been around more than I thought this year, by the way, to he, be fair. It's, it, it was the same when uh, Laurie Dalrymple did an interview after Barnsley away. Mm. Um, saying how great things were, they just announced the season ticket um, prices, and then they went and lost like six <laughs> in a row. And then she comes out on Friday after five wins, everything's great, and then they go and lose the next game. Oh, so they want to be a bit more uh, careful as to the timing <laughs> yeah. of these interviews. But no, it's very good. Um, Fifteen minutes with him, I could have spoke to him for two hours to be honest. There's so, so much to ask him, and it's it's a shame because there's there's a lot that didn't get asked unfortunately. Mm. But the English gen- good, English good, for English Jeff. is spot on, and the general message is you know they're um, it's been a learning curve this season. It's been a transitional season. They've learned a lot, but they are very confident that they're in a good place right now. His superiors think the same at Fosun, and he's ready ready for next season. And everybody's saying it, but I think they've identified a few targets already. You know, not got any specific names on that front, but I think they're already progressing with who they want to bring in in the summer. Um, they're looking at a lot of things off the field. We talked about um, talked about Molyneux and the mm. training ground and the infrastructure and the staff behind the scenes. And yeah, but a, a couple of things which he brought up, which weren't prompted by questions, were one Kevin Thelwell. I asked him if he was happy with his staff behind the scenes. You know, because we've seen a lot of changes. Are you planning anymore? No, I'm very happy with A with Laurie, Dalrymple and B mm-hmm. with Kevin. And he just he went off on, on a bit of a mini rant saying he can't believe the stick that Thelwell gets. Mm. And he, he couldn't believe the fans' parliament minutes when he read them last week. You know, very honest here. Uh, I think because he doesn't... This is a mad world of football, isn't it? Mad world where people get blamed for all sorts mm-hmm. when they don't do anything wrong. It's a blame culture. Witness Dave Edwards. And Thelwell gets blamed for stuff that's got nothing to do with him. You know, like, sure. like Paul Gladon. Yeah. And she, and she just doesn't... Just doesn't stand for that. He's like, hang on. Well, like, he knows what's what as well. A lot of fans don't know exactly, exactly. You know, the backstory. And, and he's, he works with Thelwell every single day, and he's just like, well, you know, you guys don't know exactly what he does. So how, what, you know, what, what gives you the right to criticise him for things mm. that you don't even know, you know, what he does in his job? So he, he had a bit of a rant about that, and I thought he made some good points. You know, Thelwell's made some mistakes, but he certainly doesn't deserve the criticism he gets. And the other one was Zenga. He's brought it up with um, with me, with Mike Taylor from WM, and with Wolves in the, in the three interviews he did. That um, Zenga was the biggest mistake of uh, of Fosun's reign, as it were. Mm-hmm. 
he didn't think they did too bad <clears> in the transfer window last summer. But yeah, Zenga basically said, "I wish I hadn't hired him." Which is pretty damning, really, isn't well, it? First time he said that for, for you know for for a chairman to come out and say that. Yeah, I think he's throwing him under, he's throwing him under the bus a bit there, and feel a bit sorry for Walter because yeah. um, he didn't get long enough to do the job that he wanted to do. Obviously, with hindsight, it's easy to say, "Oh, you know, Zenga was rubbish." But at the time, not many fans were calling for him to go. Um, well, a month in, we're all, we're all getting promoted. We're all we're all seeing where we're going to be going, aren't song, we? Songs on YouTube. Absolutely. And, you know, Let's go to Old Trafford and uh, you know, Stamford Bridge on the Zenga bus. So yeah, it, it, I, th- I think you know you admit maybe say made a mistake. He wasn't the right guy uh-huh. for us. You move on, but he was probably a bit over the top in his in his criticism. I think. So with 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 she doing you an extra long interview and a nice in depth one, are we massive in China this week? Ooh, we massive there. Like We've got some of the she family listening in. Like that. Uh, Hit I, me uh, with some rhythm countries. I don't, <laughs> you've lost it. I don't. I, to be honest, I forgot to check on China. It probably oh. would have stood out. Anyway, where we massive? Where are we massive? It's good on this week. So we this are week. massive. Massive. Where we weren't last week. We're oh, I'm excited. I think I know what's coming. Back in the Island Islands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a big way. Yes. We've had our biggest ever week in the Island Islands. Wow. Tommy's family been listening in. I presume so. You'd hope so. Go on. Uh, More than one? 12 planes. No. In the Island Islands. No. So Tommy's... Tommy had it on repeat one overnight. Because <laughs> no, uh, you can see on specific users if, if they've, when they've signed in, they haven't right. signed. Uh, Tommy was down, was down as three listens. So, yeah. you know, he's given it, given it, given it a couple of re- repeats. Um, nice. But the rest will be, yeah, maybe his family members. So is this mean the podcast Spre- is going to spread? Spreading the word in the Island S- Islands. Spread it like, just like a disease. We are. Like, spreading. A, like a nice disease. A, ni- a nice disease. A gentle rash. Yeah, a gentle rash. Bacteria <laughs> doubling and troubling. So, yeah, up to seventh in the list, Island Islands. Oh, decent. Uh, we've had a good week in the Netherlands. We had about 2,500, by the way, last week, guys. So thank you very much for that. That's one of our higher... higher 2,100. Let's, very not, good, let's very not overstate good. it. Yeah, it's, we're, we're journalists. We can... We can more than yeah, more than double the week before when somebody wasn't on it, but somebody's uh, back now and the viewing figures. Yeah, Joe Massey doubled. was not on it, but carry on. That's right. Uh, yeah, big week in the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands, decent. Ninth in the list, not normally that high. Okay, very nice. Have you been to the Netherlands? Clog banter. Cloggage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I have. I've been to Amsterdam and the Hague. Uh, the Hague. The Hague. Oh, very interesting. Yes, you. Uh, to you, yes. What? Bless you. Um, <laughs> yes, I've been to Amsterdam. We went um, on a pre-season tour. I bet you did. <laughs> when Middlesbrough back in the day, when I was working with them. Blimey, I bet that was debauchery. Oh, it was. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Interesting walking around. Well, I'm. I'm not one to dabble in the old. Um, um, and Frank Museum. Correct. Yes. So. Um, Walking around uh, Amsterdam on on a night, I was I was quite shocked really to be honest. And oh come on! No, I was shocked. I was shocked. And uh, so obviously people are, are smoking the old wacky back. I've come back and I'm happy as Larry. I'm just just from the fumes, <laughs> just from inhalation. Ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, um, definitely a sight for sore eyes, so a to speak. Passive drug high. Uh, yes, correct. Very, very much good. so. Very much so. Um, well, who doesn't have one of those? Eye opener, eye opener. But yes, very good from Netherlands. Excellent news. A lot of other open things over there. Well. <laughs> oh, Dearie, me, we're going down that line. <laughs> Tea Spears, incredible <laughs> scenes. Uh, we're back in the Cook Islands. Oh, the Cook. It's one from weeks ago. <laughs> three Cooks. Um, rugby Sevens, Cook Islands. That's all I remember them from. Is it? Yeah, very much Rugby Sevens. Can't cook, won't cook. Yeah. Back up in the list. Yeah. And yeah, new territory. A new territory. New, new. I think new territory. Okay. Yes. New. Certainly new country. Could be new territory as well. Uh, we made it. Massive. Made it somewhere new in, in St Kitts and Nevis. St Kitts and Nevis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Keep on rolling, it's baby. The market we all wanted to crack. Yep. The notoriously tough St Nits. St Nits and Nevis. Oh yes, that is a tough market. Dearie me. <laughs> Incredible! Put those St. teeth back Kids in. Okay. Oh my god. And what, what is um, it with the St. Nits and Kevis? <laughs> ben Nevis. Yeah. We're just uh, we're spreading our tentacles to the to the Caribbean. Okay. Um, which we well, well we'll we'll put our tentacles anywhere, won't we? Absolutely. As, as you know, we're um, not on Amsterdam. We've moved off Amsterdam, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, officially known as the Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis. Excellent. Also known as as the Federation of Saint Christopher and Nevis. Didn't know that. Uh, it's a two island country, two mm-hmm. island situation. Yeah. In the West Indies. Sitch. Okay. Uh, it's tiny. I don't know if you know. No. It's the <laughs> small. <laughs> ah, it's the... <laughs> don't, 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 don't. Well, I'm going to lose it in a minute. It's the small. 
It's the smallest country in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, interesting. In terms of both area and population. Um, it was popular, though. It is popular. Tourist With. attractions, St. Kitts and Nevis. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's in the Commonwealth. We run it, basically. It's ours. Yeah! Uh, we got it. Um, so the Queen runs it. Okay. De facto. Love that. Um, so, it, anyway, it was the home to the first British colonies in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Thus has been titled the Mother Colony of the West Indies. Okay. We've hit the mother load. The mother load. Um, its area yeah. is 261 kilometres squared. That's Roughly pretty small. the size of Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham! So it's country size Birmingham. Population? Oh, goodness me. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, Eight seven hundred and sixty-five thousand. Fifty-four thousand. Oh, okay. There's been, <laughs> been some baby boom in the last week. <laughs> uh, roughly the population of Willanore. Oh, okay. Which shows you how tiny it is. Uh, sports. And um, sports in Kids and Nevis. Oh, and an cricket. Cricket's yes, huge. Cricket, massive. Um, got to be a bit of Calypso Cup, Caribbean. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, I think that there were. I remember them being a football side. There's a little yeah. bit of football there. Yeah, not, yeah, but not hugely popular. Okay. Um, two, two of the popular sports. Okay. Um, athletics. No. Okay. Netball. Oh, no. And rugby. Oh, rugby, okay. Believe it or not. Mm, yes, they do have a football team. Mm. Nickname. Go on. The Sugar Boys. Oh, Sugar <laughs> But a Z. I think I've seen them in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there's a Z in boys. Sugar, oh. sugar boys. Oh. Is it like reggae boys, basically? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. FIFA ranking for the sugar mm, boys. I can't see you being in the top ten. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say 165. 99. Oh, decent. They haven't done a fat lot, although they did reach the 1997 Caribbean Cup final. Oh, when decent. they lost to Trinidad and Tobago. That's pretty much the best that they've done. Oh, we've, got, we've got a knock on the door, uh, ladies oh and gentlemen. God. We've got a knock Don't on the door. In the middle of Massive Inn, it's Don't Joseph it. Walsall Massive. Oh, yeah, look at yeah. Baby, how's it going? I like the clap. I thought I might get a theme tune. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want to go down that road. It's been a bit of a debaucherous podcast <laughs> it's so been, far. It's incredible. Joe likes the, the clap. Yeah. You'll like this, though. you like it, though. Massive, massive in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're halfway through massive in. Rudely interrupted my massive in. Oh, apologies. Uh, we're big in this in since... I can't say <laughs> since, it. Since in Kivis. It gets in Nevis. Oh, it's science uh, country, yeah? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I like this. It's going to add go. something exactly. to, to He's turned his run to perfection as normal. He's <coughs> coming from the back. He's been his man. He's finished off perfectly. <laughs> well, there, there is there is one particular famous sportsman from St. Kitts and Nevis. Uh, if you watch one sport, you'd, you'd know about him. Uh, Athletics. Right. Yes, running. Um, yes, yes, yes. 100 coming, metres coming, sprinter. Yes, yes. Oh. oh, Frankie Fredericks. No. Oh. Is it Asapal? It's Kim Collins. Kim uh, Collins, yeah. Kimbo uh, Collins, 100 metre world champion. Oh, decent, decent effort. Uh, so, yeah, oh, a little bit of towns and cities banter. Mm. Good, good job Joe's just got here because we're big in Whitney this week. Oh, oh, this is just perfect timing. English, I know where Whitney is. English town named after John Whitney. I know where. It used to yes. be called Watney, but then <laughs> got the Warsaw job and they thought they'd rename it. Uh, yeah, where is it then? If you know, um, I think well, it's down south. I think it's outside Wiltshire, but we've got we've got a little place there. We've been, we have the dog. We take the dog oh to the Kennels God. Hotel, oh which is a doggy hotel. And so, and Whitney was actually where we had to get our marriage certificate. I think it's just outside Oxfordshire. Long story, but right answer. Yeah, yes, Oxfordshire. Baby boy, we have got a little place there. Yeah, we have got a little place. How many how many town cities is that true of? <laughs> I wonder. A uh, couple more. We're big in Ripley. Stuart. Named after Cold Feet actress Faye. Okay. Uh, which is where? Is it Lancashire? Derbyshire. Oh, poor. Unlucky. Uh, Pontypool. Uh, Pontypool, Wales. Wales, yeah. very good. And Stratford. Ah, Shakespeare country. Matt Wilson land. Canada. Ah, oh, that's purple. Like that. I like it. Canadian Stratford. Oh, I like uh, that. Also, a couple of comments. Alan Wolf is back. Alan. Commenting. What do you say? Uh, once more, big thanks for having me on your fabulous oh. show. What a living so legend. keep the comment, keep the comments coming, Tommy. And Bris Vegas, our new regular. Nice. He's back. Uh, Newton La Willows, which came up last week. Yeah. I think that's where Rick Astley comes from. Really? Which is a good bit of added info, which we like. Um, <clears throat> what else he's saying here? Alan Wolf boasts a better win-loss ratio than me. Very that good. Was very good, wasn't it? Very impressive. Very very impressive. Uh, the only defeat was to Birmingham, although it doesn't quite make up for all the defeats before the move to Oz. I also need an update on the prospects of a win over Leeds 
as there's a Leeds fan that sits behind me in the office. Oh, boo. So this is Bris Vegas in Brisbane, where we hope to be invited one day. Excellent news. Very good, Bris. We like Bris. Um, breaking news on the Allen Islands as well. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah. Um, on Thursday night in the Allen Islands, season one of Lost starts. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, so huge news in the Allen Islands. I think there's going to be a... Yeah. Um, stay in on that night. <laughs> Don't Google anything on Lost, you'll find out what happens. Uh, so, well, well, Joe, you're in, so let, let's go straight into it. Um, Walsall, obviously, you know, a few games ago, before it all started to get a bit a bit nasty towards the end of the season, um, they were like, you know, going to South End, we were a little bit excited, potentially, if they win there, then potential playoffs. And now they're at that bottom of that pack, that middle pack, so it looks a bit worse than it is on 14th, isn't it? But at least they've stopped the rot with that, win, um, that draw against Oxford. Stopped the rot with a draw against Oxford, yeah, but it is five games about a win. Um, yeah, it all sort of stems back from that South game, re- South End game really. Went there full of like optimism, thinking they could have a late surge. Two 0 up at half time. Oh, it's dream world. Everything's going to plan. And yeah, then they capitulated and lost three two. Absolute disaster. Is that just in the players' heads, or, or did, did were they just dreadful? Or did, did they bottle it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I suppose you have to say bottled it a little bit. I mean, South End are a good side. They're going for yeah. going for promotion as well. But yeah, they did fall apart really. Second mm-hmm. half also not good enough. It was three goals from three set pieces, yeah. which is really frustrating because it's been the story of also the last couple of weeks and not really being opened up by anyone. But three key, three goals from three set pieces is terrible, isn't it? Because so, I remember the last. I think maybe the last time you were on or the last time we we were both on together, you you thought it was on. For the playoffs. Oh, so yeah, you got excited. Yeah, oh, you got, yeah. so excited. Yeah, 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 I did think it was on. I was wrong to say that they didn't capitulate at South End, but they did concede three goals from three set pieces. That is, well, it's that's difficult. The line I mean, I, I mean, if, I, if I'm a defender and, and and you know, I think they conceded pretty quick. Was it after half time? Was it pretty quickly? Yeah, pretty quickly. After All of a sudden, you just neg- well, I, I would. I think, oh god, here we go. Just be careful. You know what I mean? So I think just just mentally, it's, it must be it must be tough to take. That is. A little bit of a story of Walsall season. They have conceded a lot of goals in quick succession. When they concede one, they do concede mm. another afterwards, mm. which is a big problem. Um, but it's a transition year. It's all about next season for me. Um, they go to the new meadow and potentially, I mean, Shrewsbury fighting for their lives. Is, it, is this a good game for Walsall? Because, I mean, they do travel well, don't they? Um, to, to, also, also to Shrewsbury. Uh, to Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah they've got yeah. a good record against them. Great record against Shrewsbury. Always beat Shrewsbury, home all way, to be honest. So it's a perfect game for Walsall. Um, but yeah, they travelled to Wembley. <coughs> they haven't won on the road since Boxing Day. Um, but yeah, it, if it's going to be, you're going to end it anyway, they'll also end it at Shrewsbury because they just got a hoodoo over them. They love playing mm. them. Have done for years. So fingers crossed. Yeah, it'll be this Saturday. It's Friday, Good Friday. Oh yeah, Good Friday, yeah. Good Friday. Um, so who's who's really stood out then? Do you think the last few games? Like who or who are we looking to? Because the miss Ostuma, obviously, don't they? I mean, Ostuma's that's a massive. That's a ma- yeah. it's a, it coincided with him getting injured as well. Surely, I mean, when you lose your best player, then it's very very difficult. But there's a few players who have stepped up. Ostuma was injured at South End. He actually came off after about ten minutes. And incredibly, Frank Musa came out of the cold and scored two goals. He was he put them two nil up. At that South was End. mental. And yeah, from nowhere. Mental. I didn't see that coming. I was surprised Musa came on. Let alone that he got two <laughs> right. goals. It was absolutely incredible. Um, since then, yeah, Ostuma's been out, um, and they have struggled without him. He's creating chances. He is the main man for that, really. So they are they have struggled there. I can't say too many people have shown. Mm. If I'm honest, there's not been many good results. So is it is it now a case of you know obviously they're not going anywhere, but you you don't want to fall, but they've got a nice gap haven't they, between fifteenth, let's say you know they can only. Is it three? If they get three points, they go up like three or four places. Yeah, again. it's all congested in there, isn't it? And they've got to finish in the top half of the table. I did a story on this with Whitney last week, and he's open and honest about it. They're more than good enough to mm. finish in the top half of the table. It's a talented group. What's the, what's the running like? It's favourable. It's all right. the teams that they've got to play. A lot of teams have still got stuff to play for, which um, like, um, like Shrewsbury, for example. Mm-hmm. But it's a good running. They're very good at home, also. They've only lost once at home in 2017, um, and that was to Fleetwood a couple of weeks ago. So I think five games left. Three of them are at home, and the two away ones are Shrewsbury, where they always win, and Coventry, who are terrible. So the run-in is great. So fingers crossed, they should finish in the top half of the table. They've got no excuse not to, really. This team's more than good enough to finish mm. in that top half. If they don't finish in the top half, it's really, it's not good enough. Um, but they need to turn the corner quickly, because, like I say, they haven't, they haven't won in five. So Any any changes or any people you see coming into the game for against Shrewsbury? He's in a really difficult position at the moment, Whitney, because he accepts that it's a club in transition, he accepts it's a, they're planning for the future. Mm. Um, so he, it's very hard to know what he's going to do with the team. He wants to give young players a chance. He, he brought on at, um, Bradford, it was. I think this is crazy. He had two players on the bench who are scholars. They're not even professional, they haven't signed professional deals. Wow. Two teenagers, <clears throat> Mitch Candlin, who's like a 
giant sort of target man of a striker. Looks like a proper man. 17 years old, but... He's a blur. He's like a blur, like Rooney was, you know, when he burst onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and a winger called Tobias hales Docherty, who's got a story going in tomorrow's paper saying Whitney's described him as a special player. He thinks he's going to be a real, real uh, good player for Walsall. Well, that was, that was my next thing I was going to say to you. Like, like now, you know... They're in League One, they know where they're going. Is it a case of John Whitney still needs to prove himself so he wants to finish as high as he can, he's going to play the best side possible until the very end, last game of the season? Or is it a time now to look at these kids to start maybe giving them the odd start here and there and people who are going to be with him next season, you know, as a, you know, just transitioning them in, basically? Yeah, the answer is both. And the simple truth is he's really got to achieve both. That is what he's trying to juggle. Walsh are too good to finish in the bottom half of the table. So if they don't finish there, it's a failure. So he's got to get them in the top half. But... He has to lay foundations for next season as well, which yeah. has done very well so far. But somehow he has to try and juggle building a team for next season while also still getting results this season. But Does it really matter, though, if you finish 11th or 16th? I think it does, because momentum goes, for whatever reason, momentum goes from one season to the next. I don't know why that is. Players come and go at every club. But for some reason, it continues. Look at Gillingham last season. They were fighting all year with Walsall to get those automatic spots. There's a game, actually, it was... On April the 12th last year, Walsall played Gillingham at Gillingham, um, and it was going to go one way or the other. Whoever won that game would sort of go on and push for promotion. I remember that game. Do you remember? You were there. I was there. You I was there. I was there. there. Yeah, yeah, walking down those streets. I'm always there, man. People do. I just, I just, just come in, come out of the Wi-Fi was horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. Horrendous, but yeah, that was uh, good days. Um, Walsall won, Gillingham capitulated. Mm. They tumbled down the divisions, didn't even make the playoffs when there was only four teams fighting for automatic promotion all season. Mm. And now look at them, they're on the brink of relegation again. So for some reason this momentum does carry across. I think it does matter, yeah. I think they need to keep winning and pick up now to take that into next season, but also develop young players. But it's a difficult one, but at the end of the day, John Whitney's a football manager. They're footballers, they get paid a lot of yeah. money, they need to crack on and do it. Do it and they? also it's John Whitney's first season in charge of a football team. So I think for him, and just for, you know, he still obviously has his detractors and people who don't particularly like him and don't feel that he should be manager. He wants to show in his first full season of football manager, he wants to get as high as he can, can't do you know what I mean? So it's difficult, it's difficult, he's yeah, got to absolutely. balance it. So absolutely, yeah, he wants to top off finish on his CV, of course he does. I mean, people who criticise him I think are absolutely crazy. Mm. Um, the job he's done, all you've got to look at is the team now, where it is now compared to us at the start of the season. Mm. There is no doubt this team now is hands down 10 times better than where they were back in August. So for that, John Whitney deserves great credit. He's building a team. It might not be as quick as people want there. They want instant success, don't they, fans, these days? They expect to be able to be competing at the top of the division straight away. But sadly, it just doesn't work like that. He said from day one he's working to a three-year plan. He'd love to get them up before. Of course he would. But the reality is next year is year two of a three-year plan. If, as long mm-hmm. as they improve and they sort of have a sustained push for the playoffs next year, that would be good enough. And then fingers crossed... If they don't do it next year, they really will be competing for promotion in year three. And he's so he's so glad of, of the chance he's gotten, so, you know, so thankful. And you can see him in the open day that you went to, I think, with the fans that came in and, and watched training, you know, just taking pictures and genuinely being warm and, and, and caring what people are thinking, taking the time out. He's not just there signing a few autographs, get off. You know, he really wants to come in. He was in, in with the crowd. He was hugging. He was, you know, signing autographs. He was chatting away, having conversation. That's exactly what you want, isn't it? Uh, it was great. It was great for him, I thought, because there was a stage where um, he was having some pictures taken for... Our, our photographer and he signed autographs for some kids and he only wanted to do a couple he's going to mm. come back and sign the autographs later and as soon as he started signing them kids sort of flocked to him for autographs and Whitney is su- such a good bloke like an all-round good bloke uh, and I don't think maybe that's coming across as well as it should to fans really mm. because he is a cracking guy he's so welcoming and he was so good with all the fans that went down to the Bankses um, on Monday he'll, he'll answer any question he'll explain what he's doing with the players he'll explain what he's doing with the team I don't know many managers that would do that, to be fair. So I think sometimes the Walsall fans that do criticise him just have to remember what, what a good bloke he is and how he is putting absolutely everything in to ensure that Walsall are successful. Happy days and fingers crossed that they, um, they, they get a couple of wins because really, it would be lovely for them to finish in the top half of the table. You know what it's time for? Are you, are you nervous or, or warm? What do you mean? You... Oh, I'm a pitting. <laughs> Just, oh my! Oh, wowzer! Wowzer! Yeah, it's one of those shirts which is kind of like it's almost like a like a dark blue, but it's not quite it's not quite onto the you know a proper navy blue. And I think there's no don't take any pictures here. I don't want any pitting <laughs> pictures in the podcast. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think just from the hosting point of view, I've got to think what's coming on next. So yeah, maybe just nervous energy. Maybe. Do you know why? You should be pitting. Go on. It's Lambert Watch.
Can you give me 10 seconds warning? Ricky? Ricky, wait, wait, wait for it, 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 wait for it. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. Ricky's finished, isn't he? Well, it's incredible. By the way, I sat in that chair, which is a nice, nice, happy chair, and then he kind of took it up. That's how I felt. He brought himself in a coffee today. Do you notice that? Saw himself out. No offer for a coffee for us. You don't like the 20 p coffee machine? You I don't like the state that earlier today. I don't like the 20 p coffee machine because I'll be getting plenty of three pound twenty mediums next season. <laughs> Lambert Watch, Cardiff City two, Brentford one came from a goal down Cardiff City. They are fantastic at home, and we have a Ricky Lambert update. An update. A Ricky Lambert update. All right, keep saying it. Update. <laughs> With five games to go, Neil Warnock has spoken about his hurly-burly striker. He has said the following. I will quote um, Wales Online. Ricky Lambert faces an uncertain future. Uncertain. At Cardiff City. As manager Neil Warnock said, the striker does not currently feature in his first team plans. Could have, could have, could have guessed that in the last 20 games. Um, Warnock said, he's fully fit. It's not a matter of him being fit now. Is he better than the others in the squad at the moment? I felt not. He's training, but at the moment, I don't think he's happy with his fitness. He's going to be training hard and trying to get back in the squad. You've got to score two goals in five games, Ricky. <laughs> what are we feeling, Tim Spears? Uh, will you will you take... Um, oh dear, here's a camp. Oh this could no. be a right, right now. This if is I, desperation. If I to, to, to get you coffees for, for four, six, two-thirds of next season, right now. Are you going to take that? As opposed to the whole next season? What, what's? Because he might, he might score two in the last in the last five. Oh, wow. I mean, the, you can't see this, ladies and gentlemen, but he's literally on his knees pulling <laughs> pulling at my belt buckle it's here. Like, it's like a cash out. Actually, we're not going down that line again. It's, 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 it's like a cash out. Do you want to cash out now? Do you know what? Cash out was, was invented by the bookmakers. Why did they invent it? Because it's another way to them to get more money back. They won't invent it if it favoured the customer. So now I will not be cashing out Tim Spears. I will be collecting my full amount that is owed to me in the form of Americanos with steamed soy at about 2.30 on a Thursday. So thank you very much. That was Lambert I'm not, Watch. I'm not, not going to go to Costa Rica with steamed soy when no, you have to wait. You'll, you'll be, you'll they'll, be think they'll think soy. I'm funny. It's <laughs> funny. Incredible <laughs> scenes. Uh, right, um, just a quick one then. Um, Wolves, obviously, two games, two big boys as well, Friday and Monday. Uh, Brighton at home. Can Brighton be crowned? Can we, can no. They, they can't be promoted. Okay. No. Okay, okay, but it's going to be pretty close. Um, two good tests for them. Uh, obviously, Brighton leading the championship. Uh, Leeds not guaranteed of a playoff spot yet, so a huge, huge game for them. Uh, could be an interesting couple of days for Wolves. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that Leeds trip, I've got to say. Uh, I think Leeds, Leeds could potentially turn them over. But no, the Brighton game... Uh, Huddersfield play at three o'clock on Friday, and if they lose, mm. Brighton can go fifteen points clear of Huddersfield, and Huddersfield have got five games left because right. they're game in hand, okay. ironically against Wolves. So they can't they can't mathematically go up, but they can all but go up, mm -hmm. and obviously they're up anyway, as we all know. Mm -hmm. So um, really tough game, probably as tough an opposition as you could face right now. I'd rather be playing Newcastle out of the out of the two at the top. So uh, yeah, knockout. Probably the best player I've seen this season. Just been just been named player of the season as well. Yeah, so, I saw that. No, 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 Costa kicking in there at all. No, no, no chance. No, because Costa didn't really start till October, November, did he? Not, 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 not properly. But this was the football league team of the year, right? Wasn't it? Or was it of the yeah. championship team? Championship team of the year hasn't been announced, has it? And all those kind of. I think awards. it was all done the other night. Yeah. Oh, was it? And, yeah. and Costa nowhere. I thought Costa might have got a shout now. I thought Carl was championship player of the year, wasn't he? That's, That's right. right. That's right. And him and Matt Ritchie are the best, best two wingers in the league. So right, okay. I don't think Costa would get above. above okay. I don't. Know, I don't know if Matt Ritchie was in the team of the year or what, but yeah, no, really tough test. Hopefully, a big crowd at Molyneux. and they, they've responded well against the good teams this year, even at home. Um, obviously the FA Cup games played really well against Newcastle home and away mm. uh, actually unlucky to lose at Brighton they only lost 1-0 in October Senga's penultimate game so yeah yeah, I think they give them a good game on Friday Delighted for Brighton I mean went there a while ago now but fantastic new yeah, stadium they've really and well. they've done it properly they, they look every inch like a Premier League team and good luck to them I think in a lot of debt though Looking at the championship debt table yesterday, they're 187 million in debt. Well, that's interesting. Really, more, more than anybody in the league because because of the way they financed the stadium and the training ground. Right. 
I mean, so that's interesting, so they need it. But, I guess yeah. they get a couple, of, a couple of years in the Premier League and they'll be good to go then, won't they? Yeah. No, really pleased. I think they've done it really well. They've stuck with Hewton. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, that Hewton came in in the winter a couple of seasons ago, like Lambert's done, in the middle of a relegation battle. You know, kept them up fairly mm. comfortably. Identified a, a key core of, of, of a team. Stuck with them, added to it. And the next, the last two seasons, they've, they've been in and around the promotion mix. So they're the template for Wolves, basically. Finished third last year, didn't they? Yeah, just missed yeah, out just to missed uh, out, Judas, yeah. Judas Boys. Oh. Judas Boys? Yeah, baby. Uh, 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 uh. It's the quiz time with Joe Massey and Tim Fizz. Are we ready? Are we ready for the quiz time? It's a, good, it's a good thing that that took a while to download. I would have completely cut Joe off when he was uh, <laughs> retorting with your comment. Um, okay, it's quiz time, ladies and gentlemen. The first one is Family Fortunes. It's a favourite. Everyone loves it. Um, There's not much variations to these quizzes anymore. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It's basically Family Fortunes or the lottery one. I'll be honest. I'm running out of material now. It's, it's been a long season. Okay, we're we're, 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 we're short time. Okay, just go with it. Okay, let, let's right, enjoy sorry, it. Let's sorry, enjoy sorry. it. You come on once every four and five months, so you know no need to knock it. Okay, no, it's, a, it's a nice quiz. Okay, don't worry. I need to find something. I've actually looked after you this week, so you've got a chance to win. Am I? No. Oh. Okay, here we go. Um, are you ready? Oh, fingers on the buzzers, please. Oh. Those are the buzzers, right. A and B. Yeah. Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Got easy. Got off, got off too soon. As usual. It's incredible. I can't wait to name this podcast. But it'll be an innuendo. Uh, okay. And the latest FIFA rankings. That's what it for you to say. Blah, that was close. <laughs> FIFA what? <laughs> well, that's like innuendo in hell. Um, okay, latest FIFA FIFA rankings have been uh, have come out this week. Can you name the top eight countries? Joe Massi, can you name the top eight countries? Here we go. Italy. Italy. It's a good guess. Is it there? Whoa. <laughs> Not even in the top eight. Not even in the top eight. So it goes over to the Tim Spears. Tim Spears. The uh, Germans. The Germans. Ting. Is number three on the list. Would you like to, judging by judging by Joe guessing one out of the top eight, <laughs> would you like to play or would you like to pass? I think we'll give that to Joe. Oh, <laughs> Joe Massey. How are we feeling? FIFA World Rankings. FIFA World Rankings, the top eight teams in currently in the FIFA World Rankings that were announced this week. <coughs> um, can you give me uh, one of the top eight, please? Brazil. Brazilia. Ting! is number one top answer 1661 points up 120 points France France wee wee ting number six um, on the list uh, France is there Joe so that's three out of eight it's a decent start from you decent start um, I... now it gets a little trickier but you know you, you can find a couple of gems in there top eight yes top eight Argentina? Argentina, it's a good guess. Is it there? No, struggling. It's there, it's number two on the list. Oh, I hate that. He doesn't I like hate, the face, he does doesn't that. like that. Doesn't like so that. They are struggling to qualify. Struggling L- to qualify. Listeners can't hear that, but Judah, Judah went towards the uh, uh, button. Yeah. Just to tease Joe. Just to, just to pull out at the last minute. Don't, okay. don't. <laughs> okay, here we go. I hope there's no, I hope there's no children listening this week. What are you talking this about? Week. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay, so that's... Four out of eight. Here we go. Chile. Oh, Chile. Chile. Is it chilly in Chile? It's not. It's warm. It's there. Ting. Number Whoa. four on the list. Where'd you, where'd you pull that Chile. Chile. You have got one, two, three, and four. Spears Blimey. pitting. Spears pitting now. Actually, I'm pitting for both teams. <laughs> that is brilliant. Um, yeah, Chile. Number four on the list. You've got one, two, three, four, and six. You need five, seven, and eight. You've got all your three lifelines left. Here we go. Yeah, so three to get. Joe Massey. Silence is golden. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep the South American theme and say Uruguay. Oh, Uruguay. The no. first one is the World Cup. I'm going down my sheet. I'm going down to second sheet. <laughs> In number right. 15. Number 15, Uruguay on the list. Didn't quite make the top eight. Top eight. Here we go. Spears, you might get a chance to steal. Spears Spain. family. España. It's a good guess. Is it there? It's not it's there, really not high. there. They are tenth in the uh, current table. Uh, Mate, the rankings, are, the rankings are a joke. Oh, the rankings are a joke. Oh, right, we'll so, go Portugal. Portugal. Oh, is it there? Uh, 
It's there! It's number eight! It's number eight! Spear looking at me daggers, I feigned again! <laughs> it's there, just scripting number eight, Portugal, two to find! This is this is probably the closest family fortune you've had for a while. Um I this is a bit of a a stab, but mm-hmm. I go Belgium. Belgium. It's there! <laughs> number seven, you got one to five! That was my answer, I was ready oh. to deal with that one. <laughs> One to find for a clean sweep to take the first game of the quiz. Joe Massey, you've got have you got, you've got two lifelines left. Remember, <laughs> Spears is writing down the word Belgium. I'm not sure why you're writing it down. Just writing down the list of what you got. So then, if if I happen to steal, and I know mm. I know mm. what you've said mm. and what you've done. Oh, right, I'm going to go for a mega gamble. Go on then. I can't ignore them. Go on. England. Yes, I love it. It's not there. Oh, no. oh this is tense now. Fourteenth oh, England. Fourteenth so England. Uh, just three places above the likes of Peru. Uh, so, Joe oh, Massey. You've got one more guess. This one more tense. guess. This is tense. Oh. Spears heart beating out of his shirt here. <laughs> beating out literally, ladies and gentlemen. He's nervous. Can he lose two on the bounce? Unheard of. This is tricky. It is tricky. Can't say Holland. Tricky dicky. Yeah. I'm going to guess there might be another European country. I'm going to have to rush you. Um, oh, no, don't press the button. Three, two, um, one. Oh, USA. Uh, uh, USA. I did not make my page, so they're not there. <laughs> um, Tim Spears, there's only one correct answer. This would be a fantastic steal from you. Granny Spears <laughs> heading the family this week. What do we think? Uh, what number is this in the list? This is numbers five in the list. It's uh, the fifth. Five. Number five. See, I had one that was like... Uh, number five. They won't, they won't be fifth. Number five. Talk us through it. Talk us through your answer. I yeah. was thinking Wales. Oh. They won't be fifth. Because it goes on three years, doesn't they? And over the last three years, they've hardly lost any games. But I don't think they'll be fifth. It's kicking the teeth. It's number five. That's <clears> <quite> <throat> I don't know. Belgium were number one for years. For a couple of years, weren't they? Hmm. Yeah. You talk amongst yourselves, though. Give me an answer. Um... You said you said Brazil, Argentina, and Uruguay, mm-hmm. and Chile. It's not going to be a South American one, is it? You've only had five minutes to work this out, so today I'm going to have to rush you. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to say Wales. I can't think of anyone else. Okay. Wales. It's got to be African team, I reckon. Is it there? Joe Massey gets the win of the first round That's of the him. quiz. The correct was answer was Colombia, number five. Nah, never nope. got that. Nobody no. got that. Colombia 5, just missing out. Switzerland 9, Spain 10, Poland 11, Italy 12, Wales 13, England 14, Uruguay 15. Okay, That's second Spain, round. Right? Second round of what, the quiz. What, what have Colombia done? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Probably, uh, I can't say it. I might get legally bound or something. No, I don't know. I don't know. Who, who was Col- famous Colombian players? Remember that? Was Val- Valderrama. Valderrama, yeah. Okay. I was going to say back in the day, who was the... Um, Christina Aspria. Who was the um, Villa striker? He used nice hair. Juan Pablo Angel. Juan Pablo oh, Angel, yeah, yeah he was, I'm sure he was Colombian. Um, okay, let's go and, with... And still is. Oh, yes, he is, <laughs> yes, he is. Okay, here we go. Are we on, we're on buzzing. Next, No, next one. Uh, what is the, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Life can be terribly tame. Oh, yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is the generation game this time. We have got pads. We have got pens. Oh, you've got your own pads and pens. Don't you need to supply them? Okay, here we go. It's the conveyor belt. It was everybody's favourite game in the generation game. Do you know when it came out? Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to give you a Walsall and a Wolves-themed generation game conveyor belt, ladies and gentlemen. However, we're going to do a little bit of... We're going to do a little bit of swapsies this, this, this week. We're going to be a swapsie. So you're going to get a Wolves conveyor, conveyor belt. Easy for me to say. You're going to get a Warsaw conveyor belt. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. Yep. Don't mind that. So there's a, there's a little bit of time. Just just be respectful on the time, okay? So I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to go, I shall say this only once. So remember, the conveyor belt that's coming out in front of you. Are you ready? We're doing these no. separ- separately. Yes, yeah, so it's, who's going to go first? Are you just going to read us some... He can go first. Okay, you ready? Okay, so then you're going to have 30 seconds okay. on the clock to write them, to, to remember them, okay? So don't not, write them. Not write them down. No, don't write them down. So sorry. we don't need pads and pens. No, you don't need them. No, just think of them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> wrong game, wrong game, wrong game. Okay, <coughs> Warsaw, here we go. 
Ladies and gentlemen, on the convey belt tonight is doo -doo -doo, the best Scott Stadium, Saddlers, Swifty, Chris Hutchings, Joe Massey, a scarf, the tile choice stand. It's a cuddly Tom Bradshaw. Shorts, John Whitney, Neil Etheridge, and Home Serve. Boom. Okay. Okay. Here we go. He seems confident. Tim Spears, you've got 12 to get. Swifty. Is one. Sadler's. Two. Banksy Stadium. Incorrect. Oh, Bescott Stadium. Can't give you that. Well, that's my next answer. Well, there's no answer answers and you get one go. Is he finished or what? I don't know, he's only got two so far. Bescott Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe Massey. Three. Scarf. Four. Shorts. Five. Chris Hutchings. Six, very good. John Whitney. Seven. The Tile Choice Stand. Eight. Uh, Cuddly Tom Bradshaw. Nine, hey! <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think I'm done. Nine out of twelve. Very, In very good. Including the best Scott. I'm not getting. What you can be adjudicated. Do you think you should get the best Scott or not? Yeah, you can have that. Okay, he's, he's such a nice guy, Joe Massey. Nicest guy in the ENS, Joe Massey. Ten out of twelve. Very good, Tim Spears. And the ones you missed out on, do you remember? Home serve. Home serve and. Neil Etheridge. Neil Etheridge. Neil Etheridge. Neil Etheridge. So ten out of twelve. Very good. Very good. So. Joe Massey, ready for the Wolves conveyor belt this week? Okay, go on. Play along at home, everybody. <laughs> okay, here we go. Joe Massey, here's your Wolves conveyor belt. The South Bank. Steve Bull. Bovril. Andy Gray. John Daddy Bodvarsson. Molyneux. It's a cuddly Walter Zenger. <laughs> Jack Harris, black and gold, 1893, a captain's armband, Wolfie, boom, convey bells closed. Joe Massey, you got to be 10 out of 12. 1893. Is correct. Jack Harris. Two. A cuddly water zenger. Three. Three. <laughs> Molyneux. Four. Gold and black. Uh, black and gold, I'll give you it. Five. Steve Bull. Six. The Stan Cullis stand? No? No. Oh dear. Um, Bovril. Seven. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh dear. This could go down to a level here. It could go um, to one all in the quizzes. You need three more to tie. John Daly Budvarsson. Eight. Gonna have to rush you, Joe. Gonna have to rush you. Four. Three. South Bank. Whoa. Nine. Uh, one to level it. Oh no, have a game from Three, one. Two. One. Oh, he got it. Tim Spears gets it. He had Joe Massey in his list. Yeah, he did. You didn't get Tim Spears. He's too well known. <laughs> too well known, is that <laughs> too big time? <laughs> okay, uh, Andy Gray. Oh, yeah. Andy Gray, uh, captain's armband. Yeah. And Wolfie, you missed out on Wolfie. Um, you missed out on Wolfie. So nine Wolfie. out of twelve. Could that? Could that? Could that? Best Scott Banksy Stadium cost you? It's one-one. We're going into the final. I'm excited. This is probably one of the best, closest quizzes. Oh, well, I like that quiz. Got. It's a good, good quiz, good actually. Quiz, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we actually, go. You actually have to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. Good, good tension. Okay, and the final one Ju is. Judah Jude will be terrible at that, by the way. <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible. The first, first one is this one. End of season podcast for Turn yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, I'm always happy. Countdown. Not again. After your sham of a countdown <laughs> quiz last week, which had nothing to do with countdown, other than the fact that we had thirty seconds to come up with our answer. Well, this is an ode. This is this is a, this is an ode to to um, a very amusing amusing part of the podcast last week, where Tommy from the Island Islands was on, 
And, um, you know, I tried to make it an Island Island themed quiz. Have you listened to the podcast? Show, I Joe? haven't, no, sorry. It's a, it's a good listen. Tommy, I think you'll agree, is a good listen. Anyway, so so part of the Island Islands podcast and the, and the quiz, um, the, I was running out, running out of questions and I thought, right, can you name the amount of famous Allens, Allens in football? Oh, yeah, okay, I've heard about yeah, this, okay. Yeah. So obviously he went to Allen. He started naming random Allen <laughs> Island footballers, which, to be fair, he could have made up and wouldn't have known the difference. To be fair, so so that was a bit disappointing. So I brought back something like that this week. Okay, so are you ready, everybody? The viewers of Countdown aren't happy with this. You've <laughs> rebadged it in a totally different way. Called it Countdown. It is Countdown. So so here we go. Instead of Famous Allens, because we, we do love Joe Maskin, he is one of our favourite guests of all time. You have got 30 seconds to write down, in the world of football, as many famous Joes as possible. Famous Joes. Are you ready? I'm going to get the countdown clock. Here we go. Work it. Massey. Spears. Head to head. How many letters have you got? Ladies and gentlemen, tense. I'm going to inform you that I didn't look at Joe Massey, but I looked over at Tim Spears and he was he was struggling. Ten seconds in, uh, lots of lots of dots on his on his uh, on his pad. Um, I'm going to start off with Tim Spears. Tim Spears, how many famous Joes have you got? Uh, I've only got three. Three famous Joes in the world of football. That's what your Wolves reporter has given you. Three famous Joes. Joseph Massey. For the win to beat Spears for the first time ever, can you name us more than three? Have you got more than three? I think I've got six. Six! Wow! Wow! wow. That is very good. He's excited. I'm so glad he's coming at the end. He's coming at the last minute. Can he take it away? He's happy as Larry. Let's go, Joe Massey. Joe Edwards and Walsall. Yes, and 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 our reporter as well, Joe Edwards. Very good. Joe Cole. Joe Cole, Joe nice, Cole. nice. Very good. Do you have one? No. Where's no. he now? He was, went to Coventry, didn't he? Went to Coventry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. America. Is he? Mm. Do you know Joe Jacobson? Plays for Wickham at Shrewsbury. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, could, we could all say that. <laughs> all right, Alan. <laughs> no, I'll give you that. I'll give you that, yeah. Um, Joe Allen? Yes, that was the one that came to me straight away, Joe Allen. No, there's not as many as you think, is there? No. Now, I'll be honest, my other two are Joseph's. Okay. That's, that's all right, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Joseph Desiree job. Oh nice. yes. yes, very nice, very nice. Middlesbrough um, scored the first goal after two minutes in the uh, Carling Cup final against Bolton Wanderers. Two one to Middlesbrough at the Millennium Stadium. Carry on. Joseph Venglos. Okay. Wow. Wow. And Salwick. Very good. Wow. Joe Massey takes the win. Two to one. Very good. I've got. I've got one more, but it's quite a good answer. Go on, Joe. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, the Manchester City striker. That's the one, the very, very same. Good, very good. If you'd won that with that, that would have been all-time, one of the all-time answers. Uh, but yes, Joe Massey, well done. How's Get it feel? It. Feel great. good? At last, oh, good. at last, his reign has ended. Do you know what? Well, you, know, you can relax now. We're going to finish on some predictions, if that's okay with you guys. Okay, here we yes. go. Easter weekend. We're not going to do Monday's games. Obviously, the, the next podcast will be after, you know, after Saturday and Monday. So probably be around next Wednesday or Thursday. So thank you for listening, everyone. Here we go with some um, some predictions. We'll start off with Joe Massey. Aston Villa against Reading on Saturday, the 15th of April. Aston Villa against Reading. Joe Massey. I'm going to say 2-1 Reading. 2-1 Reading. They just got stuffed by Norwich, didn't they? Yeah, but they're going to have to have a reaction, aren't they? They are, because if they're not, they're going to lose those playoff spots. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 Villa. Tim? Um, He's still reeling from his loss. He can't. 2-0 Villa. 2-0 Villa. Yeah. Clean sheet. Interesting. That'll be a big loss to Reading. Big defeat. Two on the bounce. Okay. Um... Easter Sunday, I'm delighted about Easter Sunday doing a game. It's West Bromwich Albion against Liverpool. I can't I can't believe there's a match on Easter Sunday. There's a full Premier League programme on Easter Sunday. Is that new? Uh must be. I mean it's been crazy this year because it's New Year's Day game as well. Telford played New Year's Day, and then there was on the second <coughs> of January. Normally it's New Year's Day, everyone plays, isn't it? So the guys who were Christmas tweet- Eve games, what's all that about? The guys who were tweeting me and making official complaints because I wrote Jesus in a tweet. Yeah. Surely they'll have much more to say about this. <laughs> Correct, a full absolutely. Programme of fixtures on, yeah. on the holiest day of the year. And and, and kickoffs at ten AM. No. 
No, it's not. It's 4pm. It's 4pm in the afternoon, I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's church time, isn't it? Easter Sunday, that's what I'm saying, in the middle of the service. <laughs> no, okay. It's church time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Easter egg hunt of the Hawthorns. Can they find some gold? Tim Spears, Who? West Bromwich Albion, Liverpool. Um, no, Liverpool's starting to look, look good again now. I think Liverpool will win 3-1. 3-1. Joe Massey. 3-0. 3-0. Uh, 3-0 Liverpool as well. So, um... Good luck, Matt Wilson, in that one. <laughs> um, I should be there as well. In fact, I'm with you Saturday. Um, you keep saying this. The match is on Friday. I'm with you Friday. I'm with you Friday um, at home. Then I'm Saturday at Villa. Sunday, I'm at West Brom. Monday, I'm at Leeds. There's no Walsall in there, is there? No, no Walsall the in there, no. Year. No, get to the playoffs and I'm there. <laughs> uh, okay. Shrewsbury Town against Walsall. Massive game. Massive game for Shrewsbury Town in their bid to avoid relegation. I'm going to say... Shrewsbury Town 1. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to say Shrewsbury Town 2. Oh. Warsaw 3. Goals. Nice. Goals. I'm going to say Warsaw never never behind in the game. 1-0, 2-1, 3-2 ahead. Tim. I'd like I'd quite like to be there actually. I'd quite like to see that game. Read a lot about Warsaw and Shrewsbury. It'd be good good to watch. But anyway. Well, and learn um, some of the players' names as well. It'd be nice from the very, Warsaw squad. Very rich from you. Mm-hmm, very good. Mm-hmm. Um one all, I say. 1-1. One, one. Shrewsbury 0, Walsall 2. Walsall 2, Walsall 2. Looking forward to that game at the New Meadow. Finish it off with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Let's go on to Wolverhampton Wanderers against Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, I think Brighton are just edge it 2-1. Oh, okay. 1-1. I'm going to say 1-1 as well. Uh, gents, because it's because it's a Walsall, let's give it a bit of Walsall and Walsall. Let's, let's go to Monday as well, why not? I'm going to say 1-1 as well. Well... Monday Love, quickly, we've got... Monday Love, yeah. Okay, Monday Love, here we go. Uh, let's finish up. Warsaw against Swindon Town, of course. What a huge game for you as well. Massive. Your oh. boys. <laughs> your boys. Yeah. Didn't even realise. 3-0 Warsaw. Oh, wow. Where are your Swindon legions? Terrible. Are they? Yeah. Really bad. Really bad. 2-1... Tactics, Tim. 2-1 Warsaw. Tim Shield, that is not Tim, Tim Spears, it wasn't me. Uh, 1-0 Warsaw. 1-0 Warsaw. And we're going to go to Leeds United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Joe Massey. 2-1 Leeds. I'm going to say 2-0 Leeds. Sod, it was get draw. One yeah, one. there we go. Enjoyable podcast. Enjoy it, enjoy it Joe. It. I know it was only a short one for you, but I thought, you know, we do enjoy it when Joe comes on, don't we? A lot. Mm. Tim, pleasure. It's been bawdy. It has. It's been, it's been edgy. It's been edgy <laughs> to say the least. Um, but thank you, everyone. Have a great Easter. Happy Easter to everyone. Hope you get plenty of chocolate. Enjoy the games over the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.